where we promulgate that your physical, psychological, and financial health are your true sources of wealth that must be safeguarded and optimized to achieve long-lasting happiness. Here, we'll discuss tactics on how you may self-actualize to reach the pinnacle of authentic masculinity by embracing true libertarian principles, arming yourself with red pill knowledge, as well as implementing the most up-to-date holistic health biohacks to optimize your health. Stop being a blue pill sheep, being led to slaughter by big government and the court system. Become an awakened man. Here's your host, Gregory. Hello, everybody. This is Gregory, and welcome back to another episode of The Awakened Man. I hope you're doing well today. Today, we're going to talk about the sex. Now, we're not going to get graphic in about talking about sex, but we're going to talk about sex and going your own way because a lot of people who are MGTOW and they're red pill, they're like, Gregory, I get it. Marriage is dangerous. It's an extortion. It's a racket. And the, the court system, law enforcement system is all set up to, to hurt me. I get that. But me got needs, as they would say. My loins be burning, especially when you're in your 20s and you're young, dumb, and full of you know what. The loins are burning, and they got to get laid. And be like, Gregory, you're old. <laughs> your loins ain't be burning as much as mine. Like I sympathize with the twenty-year-olds. There's a belief that really the, the the best years of a man's life is about thirty-five to forty-five because by then he has more resources than when he was twenty. He also has more wisdom, and also he's not controlled by his loins, so to speak, so much. But when you're young, you don't. You have, when you're young, you don't necessarily see this. So what about the sex? Well, look, you know my 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 take on MGTOW is also informed my my view of Christianity. Because MGTOW ain't going to save me. Christianity is going to save me. My faith in Jesus Christ hopefully will get me to heaven. Now, I'm not going to get into a polemical fight with Protestants. Once saved, always saved, because Catholics don't believe that. We didn't believe that for 1,500 years until Martin Luther came and changed things and tried to get the book of James taken out because salvation, you know, faith without works is dead, as he said over there, and all these things. So he was like, well, we're going to take these books out. But either way, all of us want to get to heaven, at least those who are religious. MGTOW ain't going to get us there. MGTOW can give you guidelines and principles as to negotiate the minefield that is intersexual dynamics today, but it ain't going to get you to heaven. It's not going to get you to heaven. And look, I understand there's some inveterate atheists here who are like, oh, there's no such thing as the afterlife. Okay, well, you know, you can believe that, but then what's life worth living if there's no idea of an afterlife or just... We just are here and then we suffer because all humans eventually suffer and then we just die. What's the point of that? But if you want to adhere to that kind of paradigm, that's your choice. But my view of MGTOW, kind of like Red Pill Men's Health, uh, another outlet that's that's kind of has a Christian purview to, to MGTOW, is informed by my religion. So what do we know what the Bible says? We talked about this in a couple episodes in the back. Can you be MGTOW and Christian? And we also have in the episode where all men should be chaste and celibate how it optimizes your life. Well, we know if you look at the Bible, you can't be having sex outside of wedlock. You simply can't. It's it's clear. Look at Romans 1. He lists, St. Paul lists the things that will get you anathema and cursed and damned. And along with fornication or other things, drunkenness, lying, idolatry, all these things. But fornication is there. Adultery is there. So, some con- maybe conscientious MGTOW men are like, what am I to do? 
You say purge the relationship thirst, which is the idea that your life is incomplete without a woman. But what about my sex thirst? What about my desire to have sex? Well, this kind of puts you in a pickle, doesn't it? Because, look, Christ forgives, but forgives the repentant. So for a Catholic equivalent, confession, we have confession. So John chapter 20, Jesus breathed on the apostles and said, whoever sins you forgive or forgiven, whoever sins you don't forgive or not forgiven. And so when the priest is in the confessional, he's in what we call persona Christe. He represents Christ and has the ability to absolve sins. It doesn't matter if the priest in there is sinful because we're all sinful. It doesn't matter. He has the power, based on John 20 and 2,000 years of church tradition, to forgive sins. Now, if you're in there and you're like, oh, my God, I banged a thought. I'm so sorry. Please forgive me. He will give you contrition. He will give you absolution. And your, your sin, your mortal sin will be wiped away. But if you're like, yeah, I'm shacked up with this woman. We're banging all the time. Yeah. And you have no compunction, no remorse. He doesn't have to forgive you because you're not repentant. So understand the difference. So look, Christ forgives, but Christ forgives when you are trying to be on the straight and narrow and you might stumble. He stumbled three times on the way to Calvary, on the way to the cross. So he understands that. So there's two different kind of mindsets. If you are a well-earnest Christian man and you do feel like you need to bang because you need an outlet and you go out and you bang a woman and then you feel guilty, you could theoretically ask, Christ for forgiveness. If you're a Protestant, you won't go to confession. But if you're Orthodox or Catholic, you can go to confession. And if you feel bad. But if you're just going out there like Chad and Tyrone and just banging everybody because you feel like you, you, you somehow they owe it to you or you want to be a man because the only way to be a man is banging thoughts and just worsening the, 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 the social and cultural crisis that we have in America. I hate to tell you that but you're going flagrantly against the teachings of Jesus Christ. So then you have men who are like, okay, I get it. Right. If I'm a good Christian man, I can't I can't contradict the Bible. I can't contradict church teaching. I shouldn't be having sex. And then you have the option of, okay, be a monk or be married. Really, that's your choice if you're trying to be on the straight and narrow. Because the only only place where you can have sex is really in marriage. And look, the other thing is like a lot of people are raised thinking sex is bad. No, sex is great, but it has to be in the confines of marriage. Once you're in the confines of marriage, especially a sacramental marriage, a marriage in the church, you can bang each other in any position you want, do whatever the heck you want pretty much. I mean, there are exceptions, but you can pretty much do whatever you want. There's no idea that the church or, or Jesus doesn't like sex. We were blessed with organs that made sex pleasurable. God gave us that. Look at the clitoris. Its only job is to arouse women. So you can bang each other all you want, but if you're not in sacramental marriage, you shouldn't be having sex. And this is one of the arguments that that the, the church and, and so forth teaches about homosexuality. Why can't we have gay marriage? Well, look, we're all supposed to refrain. We're all supposed to be chaste unless you're in the confines of marriage. Gay people can't get married in the church. Therefore, you're expected just like the heterosexual people not to have sex. We're all expected not to have sex. Less than the confines of the church. Now, you can go in addition to go to like Deuteronomy and Romans and all these things where they talk about sodomy and how sodomy is a grave sin. But just in general, we're all expected if we're not married, if we have the single vocation or the priestly vocation for a priest or whatever, we're not supposed to have sex. We're just simply as that. So then you have the option. You can either monk it your whole life or you can get married. <laughs> and you know the perils of marriage. So these are kind of the quandaries that some men have who are Christian men. Now, Purging the sex thirst. Can you purge the sex thirst without interacting with women? Sure you can. I mean, we know, you know, 
we'll try to keep this PG just in case daddies are listening to this with their children. But, uh, you know, playing with the sausage. You can play with the sausage, right? You can do that as a monk. Now, religiously, church teaching is that is that is immoral. Uh, it's typically not seen as a grave mortal sin. It's more because, well, it's more of a compulsion sin. Like if you've been doing it since you were a young kid, it's kind of a compulsion. Uh, but you are using your sexual organs for an act that it's not meant to be. Your sexual organs are meant to be used for coitus, and coitus is meant to be in marriage. So when you are self-gratifying, you are using your organs in a disorderly way. Also, you can look at the sin of onanism, right? Genesis was chapter 12 or 11. Onan is banging his... Oh, back then, uh, if your brother died, you had to take on your brother's wife to give your brother children through you, essentially. And he was banging her and pulled out, and, and he spilled a seed on the ground. And God's like, yeah, we're going to kill you, and God killed him. So, I mean, it's it's and this is also one of the arguments against uh, contraception, too, if you want to look at biblical, stri- scriptural interpretations. So how do you purge the sex thirst? It's tough if you're a Christian. If you're not a Christian and you just want to get off the plantation and you know that your life is better when it's single and you have a good group of friends and family and your dog and all this and you just don't want to interact with women either because you don't have the option because you're an incel or you just don't want to have the option and you're not a Christian, there's certainly outlets, right? You have post-nut clarity. So if you're choking the monkey or you're playing with the sausage, notice how you, after you... uh, You have post-nut clarity. You just feel better. You're, you're clear, right? You just, more relaxed and you're clear. Like any of the temptations you did to call a stripper or an escort or whatever kind of clears up once you play with the sausage, right? So post-nut clarity. So look, you don't have to purge the sex thirst. We're not saying you should castrate yourself. What we're saying is that we are humans with intellect and will, and we can control our sexual urges. There are people throughout time who will control their sexual urges. Monks, hermits. These guys, they control the sexual urges. Now, if you get away from the Christian concept of, of, of disordered acts and sin, and you just want to be a dude who still has sexual outlets but doesn't want to interact with women because you're worried about the dangers of one phone call away and, and, and being denapped and 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 eventually signing the contract, all these things, sure, you can do webcam girls. You know, that, that is something prevalent. You can go to strip joints once they eventually open. You can be a sugar daddy if you have the money for it. You can fly to Nevada and go to the brothels or hire somebody, you know, hire an escort. You can, these are all options too. Now, I would not recommend any of these options because, A, a lot of them are illegal. And, well, not a lot of them, but, I mean, webcam girls aren't illegal, but... I think you're wasting money on what? What are you exactly wasting money on? You're wasting money for what? Female attention, female validation. Understand the webcam industry, those women are using you. They're using you. And the woman lots of times that you're interacting with by texting or whatever is not the woman on the screen. There's a great expose, an interview that one of the leading webcam CEOs did I think Stefan Molyneux, the philosopher, had him on. And this must have been like, I don't know, eight months ago, nine months ago on Molyneux's channel. And when he had a YouTube channel before YouTube deplatformed him. And he was talking about, yeah, gets, there's like a woman in a room who is managing the text threads for the, you know a, a certain amount of, of women that are performing. So you're not even interacting with those women. And also they, they come up with these sob stories because they want you to pay more and because you can pay more to show yourself. And it's just all a money-making scheme, just like strip joints, to take advantage of simpy incel men. You're better than that. You don't need to be doing that. You don't need to be doing that. It's a waste of money. 
If you're really wealthy and you want to be a sugar daddy, and again, this is from the removal of Christianity. If you want to be a sugar daddy, you can do that, right? Because, I mean, that that is something you can do. You can put in the, the criteria and the parameters with whatever sugar baby uh, that you, you pick, and you guys can decide what to do, what not to do. You can do that. Of course you can do that. These are all better options than marriage, unless you find the unicorn. And there are unicorn women. But if you rather do that option than essentially squandering money on women who really don't care about you, which are all the webcam girls, the strip joints, and the escorts, you can do that. You can take your chances on marriage. I have that video here on the unicorn, like what kind of woman would I marry if I had to woman, if I had to marry. So that is an option. So it is a quandary. I would tell most of you guys who are atheist men, secularist men, I would tell you to come back to Jesus Christ and the beauty and brilliance and happiness that comes from being a Christian. But if you choose not to do that, I understand that's your choice then I would just tell you, just just play with the sausage. Anytime you, you, you feel like you have a really big sex thirst, just play with the sausage. And you don't have to watch porn. Porn is a, is a downward spiral. And it corrupts you. Don't watch the porn. Or limit it, you know? Just watch it 15 minutes to, to play with the sausage, and that's it. That's it. People who are watching porn four, five, six hours a day, like like Don 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 John, that uh that Joseph Gordon uh, Hewitt movie with Scarlett Johansson. No, I mean that's not a, that's not an optimizing of your MGTOW life, my friends. It's not. So I would tell you, choke the sausage or play with the sausage, and uh, get post nut clarity, and then work on you, work on yourself, work on your your assets, make yourself a better man. But if you feel like you need human interaction or female interaction, I should say, if you feel like you need female interaction and you are a Christian, then you, you have to go on the perils of, of dating and possibly marriage. Now, with the dating part, if you decide to date with the goal of marriage, understand. I know this is, is strange, but if you're dating, you shouldn't be having sex with that woman. I know this is such a throwback to hundreds of years ago when we did, this, we did it this way for a long time. But again, you're fornicating with your girlfriend. So also, if you do find that the, the, the unicorn, a lot of these unicorns are trad, trad cons, traditional conservative, trad, traditional Catholic, traditional Orthodox, traditional Mormons. And a lot of these women aren't going to want to have sex. They're going to be like, we're not going to have sex till marriage. So actually, if you get a woman who says that, that's actually a good character test on her because you know she's not riding the carousel. And also to alleviate some of the pressure on you, uh, the sin, the temptations from the devil to fornicate because you're not going to fornicate with her. So in some ways, that's the best way. So if I, were, if I were you, if you are wanting to date, and be honest, you're one week away from the plantation, if you want to date in the pursuit of marriage, go to Christian. I mean, some of these sites, I mean, these women are just mega church trad cons, and they're banging a bunch of people in the church group, you know. So, But if you really want a unicorn, I would really recommend either you convert or just go to Orthodox Church, Coptic Church, traditional Catholic Church. Not the not the mainstream Catholic parishes, because those are those are largely uh, corrupted. The traditional Catholic, traditional Mormon, and then find a woman there, and and you tell her, go, we're not having sex until marriage. Because again, you don't know when God's going to take you. You don't know when you're going to die. You make the assumptions can be when you're seventy nine years old, which is average life expectancy, but you don't know. So the key, the point is. Like that episode we did on chastity and celibacy. Keep our minds and our bodies chaste as possible. Clean. Keep them from impurity of all types of impurity. Not just sexual impurity, but all types of impurity. And keep the temptations away from you. And this is what my advice would be to you. So guys, you need to purge the relationship thirst because not purging it will make you choose women that have a lot of baggage, you know, three kids, single mom from two different men or have $100,000 of debt or they have cluster B tendencies. And if you don't purge the relationship, there's the idea that your life's incomplete without a woman. 
and you don't realize that you're the king and you're the catch because you age better and because you make 80% of the income once you're married, then you're going to pick these women. So you definitely have to purge the relationship thirst, but you don't have to purge the sex thirst. The sex thirst just needs to be directed in a particular way. Whether you're a Christian, it's a little harder of a road, but Christ said, you know, you got to take up your cross. It's a little harder of a road, or if you're an atheist, it's another type of road, but it's a different type of road. So you do not have to purge your thirst. Guys, the website's Naturopathic Earth. Go check it out. Please post an honest review right now. If you don't agree with my view on religion and fornication, post it. If you agree with it, write something there. If you don't want to write anything, don't write anything. Just put in the amount of stars you want to put in, preferably five stars. That way the algorithm picks up on this and we can get this message out to more men. But post an honest review. It takes you two seconds. Also, you'll see two links in the episode notes. One is for PayPal if you'd like to donate some money to defray the cost of uh, this channel. And also Naturopathic Earth, my website. You can click on that because I know it's hard to spell it. And then that takes you to my website. And then on the main page, you can explore. There's seven different tabs for seven different types of articles and lots of recipes for clean eating. And then on the right side, you'll see my two books. Click on that. Uh, the books are Revelations of a Weight Loss Warrior and Confessions of an Obese Child. And that'll take you to Amazon. You can buy those books on Amazon if you like. But if you don't want to buy my books, which is fine, you can peruse Amazon and look around. And whatever you buy on Amazon within 24 hours by going through our link, uh, we get a 2% commission, no expense to you. Also, if you want to talk one-on-one, contact me through clarity.fm. Go to clarity.fm, the website, and look me up. We can talk, schedule something one-on-one. And lastly, as I mentioned, subscribe and post an honest review for my three podcast channels, The Awakened Man, also The Female Holistic Health Apothecary, which just did an episode on the importance of Kegel exercises for women when they're young and when they're old. And hey, for you guys, it's, it's, it's nice uh, when they do it because uh, it makes sex better. And then also Confessions of an Obese Child. Go check that out. Subscribe and post an honest review. Until next time, take care. God bless. Thank you for listening to the Awakened Man Podcast. Find us on Facebook at the Awakened Man Podcast page. Subscribe and post an honest review on Apple Podcasts and consider donating to our crowdfunding account. And remember, freedom is better than needle. Until next time. Tributed to Nine Inch Nails.